Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. So great to see you this morning. Turn around, if you would, to about three people. I'll give you three. Three people. And just tell them, say, I'm glad you're here today. Would you do that? Say those words. Let us know. I'm glad you're here today. <coughs> yeah, so good. I love seeing that. So beautiful. I am glad you're here today. And if this is your first time uh, with us today, it could be your first time in the house of the Lord right here in person. It could be you in our online family this morning. But if it's your first time, we just want to welcome you. So Faith in New Church, let all of our first-time guests know. Would you put your hands together and tell them you're glad they're here? Come on, yeah, put them, put them, let them know you're glad they're here, man. If you're joining us online, don't forget, drop a comment out there. Let us know where you're joining us from. We'd love to, again, just get connected with you. Know that you're there. So do that if you would. Uh, don't forget, a lot of exciting things going on, getting a chance to fellowship together and build relationship. And we're in a relationship goal series, so uh, good time. So don't miss it again. This fifth Wednesday is our fellowship fifth Wednesday. Um, July 4th is going to be a great time. Uh, if you're in town and want to join us, make sure you register for that event. But it's going to be a good time, and it's going to be exciting. But how many is ready to fellowship around the Word right now? Anybody? Come on. Hey, man, did you bring your Bible? Show it to me real quick. I like seeing the Bibles. I like seeing it. It could be glowing. That's all good. This could be like pages in it. Yeah, all that kind of stuff, man. But I love it, man. I'm glad, glad you brought yours. Do this if you would. Would you turn with me to Revelation chapter 7? Come on, I heard some, whoa, uh-oh, I heard that. I don't know if you heard that at home. I heard some, oh, come on, Revelation chapter 7. Uh, if you use the YouVersion Bible app, uh, which is a very cool app, if you use that, you can click on more than events and follow along. But Revelation chapter 7 says this, is verses, uh, in verses 9 through 12, it said, after these things I looked And behold, a great multitude, which no one can number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Who can you see it? Come on. All nations, all tribes, all peoples. I love it. Verse 11 says, All the angels stood around the throne, and the elders and the four living creatures, and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever. And ever. And would you say that last word with me? Amen. Amen. That's good stuff, man. Let's pray. Let's pray. God, I just, I want to just tell you, I I love you. And I I just want to thank you for loving me even just way more than I can ever imagine, Lord. And you love every person in this room, every person joining us today who's listening. God, you love them so much. 
And God, I just pray, Lord, that the love that you have for us, God, Lord, will continue to change us and continue to be, be poured out through us into the lives of others. Lord, make us one in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wow, it's a good day, man, to be in God's house. And we're in a series right now, if you don't know, it's called Relationship Goals. And um, anyway, we've had a good time. We've had a good time just kind of digging into those important relationships in our life, casting vision for what we want to see God do in the relationships that we have. And so it's been fun, man. We've been uh, kind of, I guess we would say, dealing a lot mainly uh, with us, like, first of all, like, man, like, Lord, do heart surgery in us. Like, do something in each of us. Do something personally in me. How many knows, like, something has to personally happen in you first before you can affect the lives of others around you? Amen? It's so important. So we see that's kind of like what we've been dealing with. And so I believe this. I believe that the Holy Spirit does a work in our life and in our heart so that we can change the world around us. That's what we've been called to do. And so I, I, I want to talk today in this relationship goal series, something that Holy Spirit's put on my heart. Not the first time I've taught and taught on this subject, but today I'm very important that I feel like we discuss something that, um, again, needs to be talked about and it should happen and be talked about right here where we're at today in the church. Amen. And I want to talk about racial unity. Mm, come on. I heard some go ahead in the house. <clears throat> racial unity. And so um, I, I, as I was just like, I mean, put this, God put this passage on my heart this week uh, in Revelation, like the vision, like to think for a moment that, that God had given, Jesus had come down and delivered to John this vision, and he showed him all of the tribes, all of the nations, all of the peoples and tongues together. I'm like, man, how beautiful is that? This morning, I, I, I looked around the room, and like, I just, I don't know, God just kind of like hit me with this passage again. Like to think, like John got to look and see. And I looked around and I saw like different races, different ethnicities, different backgrounds gathered together, lifting up one name, Jesus. Amen. And I'm like, man, how beautiful is it going to be that that's going to take place one day on a scale the Bible says that we can't number? Whoo, come on, man. And I'm like, Lord, do it now. Like, I want to see it happen so many now. Like, we can't count. Like, we can't get a count in head church. We can't get it. How many is here today? Because it's going to be so many. And it's just going to be like all together in unity. And as one, you're not going to be able to pick them out. Oh, man, like uh, to see this happening. Now, I, I, as we jump in today, I just want to say, like, man, I'm just so thankful for this church. And, like, I, I want you to know, like, I'm not up here, like, speaking on racial unity, like, because there's issues in the church. You know, so, some pastors will do that. You'll use a platform to get at some. And, again, if there were issues in the church, if there were things that were going on, we would just deal with that. Can I get an Amen. That's how we do it. We're family. It's what we, how we roll. So, again, I, I want to say this. This is not today, again, like, man, I'm coming at somebody. But I want us to address things because what I believe God's put on my heart and the vision he's given this house, we've only seen to a limited degree. It's far greater than what we're experiencing right now. There's so much more that God wants to do. Like, I've been praying. Like, it's been my heart now for 15 years as a pastor of this church. Like, man, I've been praying. Like, Lord, I want every tongue represented 
in this house. Come on. Yeah, come on. Amen. We should applaud that. Amen. I want every tongue. I want every ethnicity. I want every racial group. I want everyone. And somebody like, well, why would you pray that? Because every one of them are represented in the upstate of South Carolina. Come on. And if they're represented here, I want this house to be a representation of that. And so if it should happen anywhere, it should happen here. And so I want to talk today about racism. I want to get, get real about this issue. We call family meeting day one early in the series. You gave me permission for us to just talk about real life things. And so again, as we see this, I have again a relationship goal. God's given us a vision. And as we jump into it today, I want to share three things with you. And the first thing this morning is this, is that racism is real. It's real. Now, again, I want to say I'm thankful for this church. I am, man. I'm thankful for the love that is in this church. I hear that word probably more than any other when people describe this house. And, And I'm like, man, I don't think there's a better word to describe this house because God is love. Amen. And so, I mean, if they're describing faith, like it is a place of love. And so, and I can say this, honestly, as I stand today on this platform, hand raised before the Lord, I can honestly say to you, in the 15 years that we've been a church, there has never been a racial issue in this church. Come on, amen, if we can amen that. Praise God for that. There are so many pastors who cannot stand before their people today and make that claim and it be true. So, Pastor, why are you talking about it? Because in 15 years as a church, I cannot say I believe truthfully that there haven't been within those who have sat in the chairs of this church within their heart racial problems. And racism. Now, I believe this because, again, it, I, I just I know it's true. Again, I just that I, I, it hasn't been an issue in this church because if it raises its head, we'll do what you should do when that happens. We would deal with that lovingly as best way we can. But this does not mean this. It doesn't mean that it is not in the hearts of the people. It doesn't mean that it is not somewhere within us. And, and there, it doesn't need to be addressed. And again, know this today. This isn't the first time that we've talked about it. So again, those who are part of this house, who have been a part of this house, knows that it's not going to be allowed. And know it won't be something that, again, we would do. We would deal with it as it comes. So I do, again, say thank you. But I also want to deal with this. I want to deal with the issue that it is a real problem. It's a real problem in America. It's a real problem in a lot of families and a lot of hearts of people. It's a real problem in a lot of churches. Racism didn't end when slavery was abolished. There's people today like, man, what's the big deal, man? Slavery doesn't exist today. Why are people still fussing about racism? Why is that an issue? And again, it didn't end then. Because again, there are still people who have things within their heart, roots that are there, things that need to be dealt with. And as a result, man, it is still a real problem today. Like right now in 2022, this is still an issue today. This is a real problem. And so who should talk about it? Us. 
the church because we have Christ. We claim one name. We're all under one banner, one voice, one heart, one tribe, all of those under that name. So we should be the ones who claim that. Now, I've done this. I believe, man, that I've seen, I, I mean, like it's a real problem with racism and it exists even amongst the races. It exists amongst the races. Like, now you got to remember, like, I, I've seen this. You probably have, like, white people racist against other white people. You're like, what in the world, Pastor? That don't even make sense. You done bumped your head. That don't even make sense. No, like, you see it, man, white people who have a problem with another white person. And a lot of times they look at them because they look at them and it, it does this because of things happen. They get in different socialist uh, statuses, different places in life. And so what I have grew up seeing and you've seen this like white people with us. So white races like you see white collar. You see, well, they're, they're blue collar. They're this, they're that. You, you see like, man, like we call them rednecks. Come on, glory. And not, I mean, like, red, the, the, you know, the country, redneck. Oh, I mean, like, man, that. And then you see, like, man, in school where you would see division amongst the white folks and they're divided up when you have the preps over here. <laughs> Nothing wrong, prep. I got some, I dress some pretty cool in school. And, like, I mean, like, you, you have that. Then you'd have the jocks over here. You know, and they, they you know, they, you know, they jocks. Well, <laughs> They can't help it. They've got big lats. You can't help that. And then, then, like, man, you would see what they would call, like, nerds. Come on. You know, like you, you, you would see in division amongst the white race. You, you would see it. I've watched this happen. Like, physically, I, I saw a fight happen in social studies between two brothers. There were two black brothers who, who were in the same class who one had been digging and blasting and coming against the other guy because his skin was darker. Like, I mean, like, that's a true story amongst that race. Like, man, and like, you too dark, blasted him because, again, he was a light-skinned. And as a result, this guy couldn't take it anymore, got so frustrated. They got in a fight in social studies class because, again, amongst the races. In the Latino, Hispanic community, you see this. Like, man, you hear, like, we're talking about, man, well, like, no, I'm, I'm Latino, but I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. You know, I had to do it, man. Like, they're like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Dominican. He told me how that, that was that, that happens. He told me this. I listened, and you know, like, I man, I'm not Mexican. I'm, I'm Mexican. I'm not this. I'm not that. Or what? And like, I mean, you see it happening amongst the races. Racism's real, y'all. And I've never understood that, that how some way we can elevate a created being above creator God. And that's what happens when we have racism within our heart. We're putting that above Christ because we're, we're supposed to be claiming as Christians, as the body of Christ, one name, and it's the name Jesus. That's what we're called to claim, one name. Amen. And so again, but we see it now. This is still true today. I'm thankful that we're seeing diversity in this church and I want to see more. But Dr. Martin Luther King said this over 50 years ago. He said, man, we must face the sad fact that at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday morning, when we stand to sing, we stand in the most segregated hour in America. 50 years later, it's still that way in a lot of ways. 
still so much going on. And we need to do this. We have to speak the truth about it. Because Martin Luther, not King, big difference between the two, but both great men of God. He, Martin Luther says this. He says you're not only responsible for what you say, but also for what you do not say. So again, we have to say and deal with and look at the reality that what we're seeing today still happening in lives, still happening in some people who call faith renewed home, that there are seeds of those things in our heart. And again, we don't want any of those things to take root, grow in your life, to sprout and to bring forth fruit that nobody wants. And so again, we have to look at this again, and if nothing else, we can grow today, be reminded of a truth that we should share. And I believe this. I think this message should be shared more than any other message you've shared in a long time. Because who should be speaking about it? The church. We should, because it's real. I remember this. I, I, I grew up, thankfully, in a very diverse school. Um, the, when I, again, just got to think about this. Little white Terry, uh, it, you know, just in the, in the late 70s, hair combed over with some Braille cream and slicked back. And uh, I mean, just and, and, and divided up the school systems in our area. And so, again, this is what we did. I started riding the bus to school in elementary school. Now, Agnes, if you know Agnes, my mama, she's like, I'm not taking you to school all the way across town. You can forget that. And uh, because they had sent us, again, the way that they sent us to school, and I, w- I was sitting to school way across town, I actually went right by a school, elementary school, every day going to school because they were diversifying things. And, again, I'm thankful for it because you know what happened? I did this. I got to ride the school bus with a diverse group, bunch of, of group of people, and man, it was amazing. I began to form friendships in elementary school with all kind of different groups of folks. Honestly, a little terrified. I didn't see those problems that were happening around me. They didn't either. So, man, we got on the school bus, talked about life, had a fun time, went to school, became friends. And, and just, just for today, just for lack of just, uh, again, just time and all this kind of stuff, I'm just going to refer to white folks as white folks if that's okay. And black folks, black folks, if that's okay. And, again, I don't mean an offense. I know there's like, well, you're Anglo-American. You know, and you're Irish American or you're African American. I can get tongue twisted. I'm gonna say white folks, black folks. I just I'm just gonna say that because I just just to make it easy. But like I remember this, like the little, this little white dude on the bus with with all kind of different colors of races, loved it. You know what happened? I became friends, made great friends. Like went to their went to their house, different color. Went to black friends and went to their house for their birthday parties. And man, I, I remember like, man, we played pickup football games in their front yard. They came over to my house, played pickup game basketball in my backyard. Hey, Amen. That's where I developed my skills as the great basketball player that I am today, in case you've ever been on the court with me. It all developed right there in my own backyard. Glory to his name. Amen. Some of y'all are pastors lying. Amen. No, it's, <laughs> I developed my skill. No, I didn't say what level of skill I had. But I developed my skill in the backyard. Now, you got to think. Elementary school kids play it together. Racism. What's that? Seriously. 
went through school, went to middle school, and I remember this. I remember on a middle school, and I don't even know, I don't guess they even do this anymore. I, I, it was wild. The middle school took a group of young men to a camp for a, for a, for a night to camp out together. I, I believe we went to, if you've ever heard of Camp Old Indian, I think they rented out the campground or Camp Old Indian, whatever. But it was a group of all of these guys that had grown up together in elementary school who were now in middle school together. Awesome. We're hanging out. But two guys in that group on that trip did this, one white, one black, got into a fight. What happens? You know, again, it is, it is what it is. No, but it, they got into it. For whatever reason, it was told, it was said that it was because it was over a race thing. And this is what happened on a middle school trip of a bunch of kids who grew up together, hang out together, play football, all this kind of stuff. On that trip, and this is what it was like. I can still see this in my mind today. Still reality to me. Like it didn't. Even, it was. It was crazy. Like it was like a bad B movie. Like scene. I can see this. Like it, 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 the talk began to go around the campground, and people began to fuss and began to complain. And this is what happened. Out of a bunch of a group of people who grew up together, who were like this, began to get like this. And on this camping trip. I remember this like I still I can see it in my mind, like standing up we're on the side of this mountain up there up there in the Blue Ridge, and we're hanging out, and I see this the division now that had taken place. It was all all the all the black dudes were like lined up, all the white dudes were lined up, and I'm telling you, it was crazy. Like people had picked up sticks and like I mean like man, we're gonna have now this big fight because of the color of somebody's skin. And I sat, I mean, I'm just, it's amazing what can go through your mind as a middle schooler, man, at such a young age. But I remember looking across, man, seeing there, then out in the woods, hanging out, looking around, man, looking to my left, to my right, seeing who was with me and who was in this thing. And I remember looking across and I remember seeing a guy named David. I'm like, man, me and David, man, were tight. I remember seeing a guy named Boris. I was like, man, me and Boris, we played football. We spent a night. We went to your birthday party. We hung out. I remember seeing so many guys who hung out, man, came to my house, played basketball. We fixed Kool-Aid. He come out there, man, and just drunk Kool-Aid together. It's good times, man. You don't know, you don't know about a Kool-Aid little pack. It's good stuff. We drunk the Kool-Aid, man. We drunk the Kool-Aid. Thank you. And I remember going, we're up here separated because of the color of your skin. And the color of my skin, I said, man, this makes no sense to me. I'm thankful. We had counselors. We had chaperones. We had people that came in and stopped this, and, and nobody got hurt that day, praise God. Ashley was, you know, was able to go to high school, remain friends with so many of those guys, graduated together, Facebook friends today, still comment, speak to one another. And I'm like, man, I'm thankful we didn't let something stupid like that divide us. But it's real. And it's happening. And we also need to know this about it. Racism is not only real, racism is sin. 
Let's, let's call that what that is. And I understand today, like, there's some people like, maybe you're uncomfortable today about what, what we're talking about, but this is the reality that we need to deal with this and we need to look at this, that racism is sin. And like, and I'm telling you, man, I've said this for years, racism is a sin issue, not a skin issue. And like, I mean, so like, man, you get somebody saved in the heart of the Father, it comes within them and the love of Jesus is poured into their heart. You don't look at those things the same. You have to see stuff different and so we need to do this we need to talk about it because it is a sin and to think about this man it is a sin that we've allowed and we allow those things and we look at another race no matter again I'm, I'm calling out I, so that's why I like hit every race I wanted everybody mad at me so it'll be like just one group gonna get mad at the pastor everybody gonna get mad or everybody's gonna say amen thank you because that is something that we all need to do. We all need to face to look at someone. And I think if you've done this in any way, if you've looked across the room or if you've looked across the, the restaurant and if you've looked at someone else and if they have a different color of skin and you've judged them and don't know them, it's racism and it's sin. And we need to deal with it, to look at if it's in your mind that if somehow like you think you're superior or even inferior in any way that you look at, I mean, that is racism. That is something that we need to deal with. And I believe this. I believe it's connected to something that will destroy the heart and it will destroy churches and lives. It's something called pride. To allow that thing called pride to come into your heart and your life. And we've seen that in so many ways. And this is what scripture says. Proverbs 21.4. The message Bible just lays it out there. It just says it's so real. It says arrogance and pride. Distinguishing marks in the wicked are just plain sin. I just call it what it is. It just say what it is. There is no, listen, there is no white supremacy, black supremacy. It's only Christ's supremacy. He's the only one who reigns supreme. He's the only one who is true. He's the only one that should be lifted up. And so Christ did this. Christ got on a cross for racism. Christ had to give his life and die for racist people because it's that big of an issue of sin. Now, some people, this is true, some people are ignorant. They are. They don't know. They were raised certain ways, taught certain things, said certain things. But when we come in contact with the truth and we know what is true, and if we choose to still, once we know the truth, have an attitude towards another race of any kind, we're racist. Relationship goals, family meeting. I always want to throw that in there, man. Because this is the reality. We have to see this. This is what it looks like. And pride destroys. C.S. Lewis said it like this. He said, as long as you're proud, you cannot know God. A proud man is always looking down on things and people. And of course, as long as you're looking down, you cannot see something that is above you. How? We have to see this. And it doesn't matter like if it's a big issue in your heart or if it's a little issue in your heart. It's sin. I've noticed something. I don't, I don't know if you've been keeping up with this or not, but uh, if, you've, if you've noticed or haven't noticed, I haven't been to the barbershop in a long time. Come on. I, I, yeah, I've just, I don't know if y'all noticed that or not. You may not even notice, man. You just say, my pastor's just looking more like Jesus every day. I don't know why it is. He's looking more and more like Christ. <sighs> Come on, I heard that. Coming at you, Robin. <clears throat> yeah, I know you. I know that. But, 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 but I was like, man, I haven't been in a long time. 
Like, seriously. And I'm like, I was telling somebody the other day, I've saved a lot of money not going to the barbershop. And I'm for all cosmetologists, Nicole, we, you know, I mean, I believe in barbers. We got, you need to go to them. Some people really need to go. And, uh, but I've noticed something like I've seen, like, man, it's wild. It's amazing. I actually, I mean, I saved so much money since I haven't been going, but I've noticed something. And th- this has been happening all along. I've just noticed it now because it's grown. I've noticed that when I run this comb through my hair, it comes out sometimes. And <laughs> come on, yes, I receive. Yeah, I receive. Like this morning, I, you know, God was getting ready, man, took my comb. And I even used the big wider bristles like so it don't pull as much. You know, so I used a wider bristle. And I ran it through there, man, and I looked down and I was like, pull it off and drops that over in the trash can and just keep going. Some of y'all been there. Some of you some of you guys have been there longer than me. Amen. But it's just like, it's, it's one of those things like, man, I've, I've noticed something. Like, and so I'm thankful, man. I'm, I'm thankful. Like I still got some because we, we I shaved my head one time and it was not pretty. So just pray your pastor keeps his hair. It's not pretty. Some of you guys got good heads, man. Some of you guys got beautiful bald heads and I love that. I, I, it's not good on me. It's not good. I'm telling you, I've seen it. But I've noticed something. Now, this is the truth. Now, I've noticed since it's longer, it's coming out. Still, still going on. I just didn't, you know, when it's that short, <laughs> it don't matter. When you keep that skin fade like I had, don't come, who cares? But I've noticed something. Now that it's gotten longer, I've noticed that it's coming out. And this is the truth about racism. Listen, this is... Don't let this thing become a big issue in your life. You may think, well, it's just a small thing and nobody notices. If it's there, if you let it grow, (laughs) if it gets longer, you'll notice it and it'll be more recognizable when it's gone. And the Lord also hit me with it like this. There are a lot of things, man, that if we don't recognize and realize, even when it's smaller, that we're missing out on. Like those things that maybe are falling out and those little pieces that may be going, relationships that you could have that could grow into some beautiful relational things, man. Friendships that you could have that could last a lifetime. Man, if it's just little areas like this in our life, and if we don't deal with them and come to grips with them, man, those things will grow, and it's going to be a lot more noticeable. And what's happened today is it wasn't dealt with in a lot of places when it was small. And it's grown. And here's the truth about it. And this is what I believe. Again, racism is real. Racism is sin. But I also believe this. I believe racism can stop. I'm serious, man. Some of you are like, ain't no way, dude. You're wasting your time. Listen, no, I, I know like in the world system, like maybe not there. Like we can't control that because, again, that's the world. But you know who racism can stop in? It can stop in us. I mean, it can stop in me. It can make sure that it does not grow. We can make sure that we deal with it. We can make sure we look at it. And this is what I believe. I believe like if enough voices come together to make their voice heard, we can make a difference. We can do something worldwide. I don't know if you've kept up with it, but Roe v. Wade was overturned this week. Come on. Can we celebrate and praise God? 
that lives are going to be born, that we're going to see that. And there's, again, that's a whole other discussion. But I believe it's enough voices, enough people got together and said, man, I'm sick of seeing the innocent die. I'm sick of seeing that happen. I'm sick of seeing people of color or different colors looked at or looked down, regardless of their color. I'm sick of it. You know, I'm going to stop it in me. And it's going to start right here. And we need to do it. And we can't, we can't wait on a political system. We can't wait on a religious system. Religious system has messed up a lot of things and have been racism and promoted it in so many ways. And so we can't wait on that. But what we do is this. We renew our mind. We, stu- we stop and we do this, what Romans 12 says. Verses 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We need to do this, each of us. We need to renew our minds in this area. Think differently. Repentance is not just about forgiveness. Repentance is about a change of mind and a change of heart that leads us to a place to walk in, man, and draw closer to God. And this is an area I believe many people need to repent of and and take serious the fact that this is real. Because, man, this is something, again, many people have grown up in this. But, again, just because you saw it or heard it doesn't mean you have to repeat that. You can reject that and do that. Now, I had, again, I, I, I grew up in, in a loving family, man, I believe, who loved Jesus and, and again, loved the Lord. But they repeated things. And things were said. And things were mentioned and talked about. And words were used that have been addressed that we've sat down and had conversations about. Honest, truthful conversations about. That we've gotten real about those things. But there were things asked, man, and again, I grew up with, you know, three brothers, four boys in a house. And when the guys, we started in a relationship or dating relationship, questions were asked like, man, what color are they? That still happens all the time. So many places that's happening. We've asked a question in our home, in our kids. You can ask all of our kids when they started dating. We asked them one question. Are they a Christian? Are they a Christian? I don't care if they're purple Christian. Amen. I mean, blue Christian. Blue out there following Jesus, running around, going after God as hard as they can go. Yeah, do not care what color. Do they know the Lord? Do they know Jesus? And we need to do this. We need to get real with this. And it can stop. It can stop when we get honest and get real. Deal with it as a sin issue. Repent before the Lord. And there are four things in closing that I, I feel today like, man, like God had given me. And they're all L's. And I, I, I love it when God does this. It's pretty cool. Like, I think he, he gives it to me this way to help us remember. But there are four areas today that I think we can learn to do. And this is the first two is this, that we can listen and we can learn. We can listen and we can learn. That means you have to do this. Be intentional. You have to get uncomfortable. You have to get uncomfortable sometimes. But, if, but, you, but you may have to do this. Sit down and listen to someone and learn from them. I've, I've, I've done this, man. I've looked at lives. And this is just me. Again, not even a race thing, but I've looked at people's lives. And I'm like, man, why are they doing that? I've done that. Like, I've done it. You've done it. Like, man, why are they acting that way? And I sat down and listened to them. 
And I started learning things like, man, you know, when I was seven years old, this happened to me. Okay. I was 12 years old, and man, this went on. I grew up in this, and I saw that, and I'm like, man, I just learned so much just by listening, having conversations, talking. It's just, I think, I mean, we need to be intentional that we do this and just learn from one another, listen to each other, talk to one another. Like, man, I'm not, may, do it. Sometimes you have to get uncomfortable to do it, but make sure, man, you're going after the Lord, listening to what he's saying and listening to others. The last two is this. It's lead and love. This is today, listen, what I believe is so important that we understand. We're called to lead the way in this, not wait on a political system, not wait on anyone else. The church is called to lead the way. And I'm going to ask you if you're to stand today and do this. This last one is love. And again, I'm thankful for the love that's in this house and the love that we have here. I praise God for it. We're very intentional about creating this, and we want to keep this. But today I want us to see something again, man, that we need to lead the way in it. We need to walk in love towards others. I want you to read this again. Time doesn't allow us to go deep into it as I love to, but I want you to read this week. I invite you to join in a reading of just John chapter 17. Because Jesus does something in John 17. We see the last recorded prayer for the disciples that Jesus prays. Think about this, man. For three years, he had been going off with them, and they had been watching him do ministry and change hearts and lives. And, and he goes before his father. And he, he kneels before him, and he prays this prayer. And he's like, he said, now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father. He's like, man, I'm leaving my summit. I came, did this, set this thing in order. I'm giving this now away. I'm gonna lie. This is what I want them to do, what I came to do. He says, now I come to you, Holy Father. And he says, keep through your name those you have given me, that they may be one as we are. The Father's prayer for his people, the prayer for Jesus that he has for his followers, that they operate as one. Yeah, as you look across, man, different backgrounds, different races, different, different, oh man, but it just looks like one big voice declaring that name Jesus. One big body calling out his name. And he, he makes a statement like he says it, and this is like a cool word. He says, man, that, that the Father will keep them. The Father will keep them. This word keep, it's a military word. Listen, that Jesus is saying here, it means to stand guard over or preserve. Those who are operating as one, regardless, regardless of skin, regardless of operating, he will preserve them, watch over and protect them against the enemy. There's a supernatural, that protection that comes when we operate together as one. It was beautiful. He goes on, he drops down, and we see this in, in verses 20 and 21. He says it this way. He says, man, as he talks and, and declares this prayer now over the followers who's going to hear the word down the line, me and you, who's going to hear the truth, receive Christ into their hearts. He says that this is his prayer, that the world may believe that you sent me. That the world may believe that you sent me. In verse 21, he's saying it like this. You will, you will affect the world. By being one. What? 
it. That they will actually believe. Now, there's a lot of people that don't believe Jesus. They don't believe he came. They don't believe he lived, died, gave his life, resurrected, and is going to come again. And man, we can talk about it and tell them some won't believe it. But he's saying, operate as one. They can't deny it. They can't deny that I'm true. And in verse 22, he says it, and it is so awesome. He says, and the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. That word glory is the word doxa, and it means the brightness. Oh, man, you talking about shining light in a dark world? How's it happen? Unified body of Christ coming together as one voice. And finally, he says in 23, he says, I and them, you and me, and they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. How's the love of God going to go out and how can it stop me and you operating as one? I did this at 9 a.m. and I just want to do it here at 11 a.m. And if you get uncomfortable, it's okay. We're going to have to, to see all these things. God wants to do in this series. Relationship goals happen. We're going to have to get a little bit uncomfortable. But I want everyone who can, if you're physically able to, I'm going to ask you to stand. And as you stand, I just felt in my heart as this, again, as this passage in Revelation, seeing that one body, one tongue, all of those things just pictured together as one. Beautiful. As we were singing earlier, again, seeing a glimpse of it. I want to just see it happen physically in this room. And a lot of times we open up the altars, and I know this is not big enough. We couldn't get everyone in here. But I want to see something happen today that God is, I feel like, man, doing spiritually. I want to see it happen here in the natural. And I'm going to ask this all to come together as one. Now, physically, I'm going to ask you to do this. Middle section, you've got it made today, dog. You ain't got to do Just hang out. Just hang out where you're at. But I'm going to ask the side groups, if you will, to just for a moment, like step out, like from where you're at. And can you make your way over to those to your left on this side? Can you make your way over here to those who are on the right? And so, again, to just fill in every gap, come together as one, as one voice, as one heart. Yeah, thank you guys so much. See it in the spirit, man. And now just, we're just seeing it in the natural. It's so beautiful. If you're physically able to do it, just if you will come together. Oh man, so good. Yeah, you can do center session, you can work your way on down so we can come in. And I want to ask you to do something right now. I want to ask you as a worship team ministers in song, some are already making connections across. If you feel comfortable, if you want to grab hands, you can grab hands. If you want to place a hand on a shoulder, whatever you want to do. But I just want us to become one. I, I want to, I, what's cool about this is like, man, like there's so many folks from different areas of life and phases, stages. But man, all I can kind of see right now is the light says the glory right now is shining. It's just kind of like one. Would you pray for those on your left? Would you pray for those on your right? And listen, just today, if there's a specific need in your heart, 
there's something specific you need prayer for, just reach over and tell the person beside you, oh, would you pray for this? For some, it might be like, man, yeah, I've, I've, I grew up and saw a lot of racism in my life. I, I, want a big, I want complete victory, whatever that is. But just to say, if there's a need, share that with those around you. And I want us to pray for our brothers and sisters. And then as in just a few moments, as one voice, as one heart, can we just worship the Lord today, declaring glory to the one named Jesus and watching what he does. Hey, man, let's just worship the Lord now. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, pray for your brother. Pray for your sister. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or would like to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.